A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we have an entitled parent story of a mom demanding outrageous gifts. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, their culture doesn't respect women. Ma'am, we're talking about a swing. So a bit of context, this happened about 4 years ago and me and my friends wanted to go to a park just to hang out and have fun. All of the kids and parents in my neighborhood would go to the park as it's extremely close by and big. There was this certain double swing at the park where two people could just sit down and it would act as a regular swing except it would go very very high. This was a very popular area at the park so there was a long line of kids wanting to go on them but me and my friend just patiently waited. So after waiting for about 10 to 20 minutes, me and my friend just got on and we started swinging. All was well for a minute, when all of a sudden I see a lady in my neighborhood march up to me with her kid. This will be entitled Mother. At the time, I didn't know the lady too well, as she had recently moved in around 5 months prior, but I heard from some of my other friends at the time that she was pretty rude. So this is how the confrontation went down. Keep in mind, this was a while ago, so some dialogue might be a little different to what actually happened. But it was overall a memorable event, so I remember most of what happened. The entitled mother said, Excuse me, me and my son have been waiting here for two hours. Now can we get on, please? Thanks. I said, uh, no, sorry, we just got on. Also, we saw you cut all these kids, so I'm not sure why you're lying. She said, well, that's true, but me and my son really want to get on. Thanks. I say, yeah, no, you'll have to wait your turn as we literally got on a minute ago. She says, yeah, but still, you kids always come here and this is like our first or second time being at this park. I say, if the kid you cut in front of is fine with you going after him, then sure you can. After we're done. She said, I can't wait that long though, please just let me have like 20 minutes on the swing. This is his first time, so please, please let us get on. I reply, I just said I'll let you go after me. Relax, we won't take that long. She said, just let us get on now or else. I start to get a little annoyed at this point. I say, okay, well, you can keep waiting, because like I said, we just got on. At this point, she's done with a nice act and is full on yelling at me, but then her friend, entitled Mother 2, entered the conversation. Keep in mind, her friend is at the other swings, just pushing her kids back and forth, and has no business in this conversation, but I guess she heard what was going on. She says, it's fine, Entitled Mother 1. They just don't respect women in their culture, so don't mind them being rude. I say, uh, what are you talking about? We're just on a swing. So what does this have to do with culture? Entitled Mother 1 says, she means that the religion your parents or whoever taught you clearly doesn't support respecting women. I'm assuming she must have seen my mother wearing a hijab, which is a scarf that Muslim women wear, at some point around the neighborhood and just doesn't like our religion. I said, what the heck are you even saying? At this point, my friend's just telling me that we should just let them onto the swing to not get into trouble. So we just sadly hand over the double swing and they smirk at us, leaving. Thank you and maybe from now on treat women with respect. I say, well, I treat everyone with respect till they start becoming a massive jerk. This lady took that to heart. Now that I think about it, I should have just walked away or said okay or whatever. She said, excuse me? How dare you say that to me? I just wanted to teach you to respect women. Entitled Mother 2 said, boys like you are the problem with today's society. I said, I don't care. Entitled Mother 1 said, also, how dare you curse in front of these children like that? 
Okay, whatever, I'm sorry. Can you please leave us alone now? We already gave you what you wanted. Entitled Mother 2 said, You caused the problem and started to harass us, so you leave us alone. I said, Okay, bye. The first Entitled Mother said, No, I will not let you off the hook. Apologize for harassing me and my son. They start to yell and scream and by now the entire park is hearing what's happening. Now, somehow a different lady starts walking towards us who, by the way, has nothing to do with the situation yet. Probably assumed we were some bad kids or something, not sure. She'll be Random Karen, as I'm not sure if she knew the Entitled Mothers or not. The Random Karen says, Hello, excuse me kids, I just read the rules of this park, and it says that only 5-12 to year olds are allowed on the playgrounds. So if you two boys do not leave, I will be calling the cops. I said, what? This is a public park. We sat down at a swing and you call the cops? Also, where are these rules that you mentioned? Please show them to me. And we already did what the lady asked us to do as well. What is the problem? The random Karen said, okay, fine, I'm calling the cops. Entitled Mother 1 laughs. Serves you right for harassing me and my son. I said, yeah, sure, I was harassing you. I'll just wait for the police. It's not like they'll do anything since I didn't break any rules. Also, who even are you to call the police on me? Did you not see the two random ladies yelling at me over a swing? The random Karen says, Trust me, I can see who's in the right or wrong, and I clearly see that you've been disrespecting these adults. By now, I get that arguing is getting me nowhere, so I'm just waiting for the cops to arrive and tell me I'm not breaking any rules. So about 20 minutes pass, and the cops arrive and start to question the Entitled Mother 1, 2, and Random Karen. He then comes to question me, but Entitled Mother 1 keeps shouting in the distance. The cop says, Hey kids, so these ladies over here say that you, He harassed me and my child, why do you need to question him? Ma'am, can you please quiet down, I'm only trying to understand the situation some more. The first Entitled Mother angrily stays quiet, but she's still glaring at me. I proceed to tell the cop everything that happened. They say, ah, okay, so it's nothing like what they told me. They were saying that you hit that lady's kid and that you broke into the playground, which to me sounded silly. I said, yeah, all of that was lies. They were just really mad at me for some reason. The cop said, yeah, I understand some people are just like that. Best thing to do is just walk away next time and don't worry, they won't bother you anymore. The cop then asks some of the other nearby people just to confirm what was going on, and they thankfully said similar things to what I had told him. So he went back to the ladies and simply told them not to disturb us again, or else he would arrest them for harassing us kids. They had an incredible look of anger and embarrassment that the cop didn't believe their lies. We finally had gotten some peace at the park. Now that I'm writing this, I find it incredibly strange that three middle-aged women were yelling at a 12-year-old. I still see Entitled Mother 1 around the neighborhood to this day, and I've had some simple conversations with her over the years, but she still holds a grudge. I'm sure a lot of people would have been like, I would have loved to have seen OP hold their ground, you know, they shouldn't have given the swing up. But as a 12-year-old with three middle-aged women bearing down upon you, you just kind of understand why they're uncomfortable and decide, it's not worth it, let's get out of here. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, I just don't want to help out anymore. So at the moment, I, 23-year-old female, still live in my parents' house with an older sibling, almost 30, a few younger siblings, all under 10, and an older relative, mid-50s. Before their passing, both grandparents, 80s, also lived with us. Suffice it to say, the house is always crowded, 
and there's lots to be done. Everything changed when my younger siblings were born, and I went from being largely ignored to only being called upon when something was needed of me. I've given my parents large chunks of my paychecks or helped buy things for the house since I was 17. I've spent up to 15 hours babysitting on my days off as they would tell, not ask, me to help out and then not give any sort of return time. Even as an adult, I don't go out unless it's to work or go jogging, but I genuinely hate spending pretty much all of the daylight hours prying children off of furniture, dealing with mealtime pickiness, dodging airborne toys and cleaning up unexplained messes, all for free and only being rarely repaid with a thank you. When my parents were still around, before they were eventually taken into hospice or however it's called, I was a caretaker for them as well. Usually a parent helped me, but helping them to get dressed and cleaned, serving meals for them, dealing with their new habit of verbal abuse, one of them was experiencing some psychiatric thing that was never properly explained to me, cleaning human waste off of them, the beds and their clothes, and ultimately, just watching two people that I've loved since childhood wither away and die was really difficult. It's been less than two years since the last of them passed, and I still can't really talk about them. One of them used to call me at all hours of the night, sobbing and howling from pain or confusion, and I've had to change my ringtone since their passing as the old one still brings me anxiety and sadness. Today I'm just absolutely spent, because my family refuses to believe that there's anything wrong with any of us. I quietly deal with everything through herbal supplements, energy drinks, and red wine. I still don't know what I'm doing with my life, evident by the fact that I'm still here stocking shelves in exchange for pennies, and I can't afford to go to college. In the meantime, I still babysit, occasionally help an older relative who, due to a life of poor dietary choices, can barely move around on their own, and give money for house expenses. The rest of it is up in the air though, especially since my parents and older siblings will often try to guilt me into doing more. They don't ask anymore. It's Hey, my back hurts so bad and I have so much to do and you've been in your room a lot. Can you make me some food? Or, can you clean the kitchen? Your older sibling made a huge mess and doesn't have time to clean it. Or even, you live here too, you need to help out around here. If they just asked normally, then maybe I would still want to help out. But my mental health is at an all-time low and I'm honestly just very tired of supporting everyone else. I don't want to help. I don't want to be useful or a team player. I don't want to spend my entire day off tending to someone else's needs when I've barely taken care of my own. I've gained weight, I'm constantly thinking about ending it, and I rely heavily on caffeine for fatigue and wine for depression and anxiety, though I'm careful to keep it in my room and never become drunk, as my family could need my help or want to talk at a moment's notice. I still do the necessities in terms of caring for my younger siblings and helping with expenses, but nothing else matters to me anymore. If you want the kitchen deep cleaned, trash taken out, a very specific brand of berry preserves from the store, or for me to make pancakes from scratch, you're on your own. They think that I'm selfish for this, and one parent will often pout or give me the silent treatment if they're made to do anything for themselves. I often end up folding and doing whatever they want, or if I'm having a really bad mental health day, I've begun to just ignore their calls or texts. I don't really know how else to deal with this, because I haven't had any help with financial aid things. I haven't been able to afford college at all this year, and even if I could afford college, 
I honestly don't know what I would go for or what I would end up doing with my life. I can't afford to leave either. This is one of those unfortunate times when I really wish that I had more living family members nearby or a friend that I could go 50-50 on rent with or literally anything else. Honestly, an OP situation, I don't know if they can afford it, but I would start looking around for like a roommate renting situation. I just know though that it feels like the biggest leap of faith when you're doing something like a near minimum wage job and you're not really sure of a pathway up to just hop into something where all of a sudden it starts feeling like it's life or death making sure you have that money there. Our next story is, am I entitled for telling my step-granddaughter and her mom the truth about my daughter's home? Oh, and she didn't want her dad on my grandkids' birth certificates, which is none of her business. Her mom and her told my son-in-law he could be with the kids he had with my daughter, but for my daughter, not to name him as the legal father. The mom comes from a religious family where they don't believe in divorce. But as I stated, and he was as pleasant as he could be and said his wife is responsible for most of their insane behavior. I also told him how my son-in-law has asked for DNA and his daughter always refuses. Apparently she's told them another male named Matt is the candidate for the dad. If that's the case, then she's not only a religious hypocrite, but needs to leave my family alone. The mom has also demanded that my grandkids not be included in any of my son-in-law's family's will or inherit anything as the girl is the oldest and should have it all. First, she said I was being unfair by not being equal, but doesn't want my grandkids to inherit anything either, so I guess feelings run both ways. Another fact, the mom's parents have plenty. They own a nice home on the lake. The girl is their only grandchild, so she'll inherit plenty if her mom doesn't squander it away or beat her out of it. I've spoken to the mom's dad and he agrees things are best kept separate that he didn't expect me or my daughter to provide for his kid. The mom didn't want the girl in my daughter's wedding, didn't want my grandson in the home during visits when he was born, constantly makes demands for vacations and trips I've offered to contribute towards, etc. The kids throws tantrums if things don't go her way. She broke my granddaughter's tablet last year because she wanted it even though she'd just gotten a new phone. The mom expects my relatives, like my sisters and others, to buy whatever they get for my grandkids for the girl, even if she's too old for said item. My sisters get her something, but they don't have to. Again, she's 12 or 13 at the most, and she's taken my daughter's phone and held it under the tap, threatening to turn the water on because she didn't get the same phone, even though I bought my daughter the phone. I got backlash for that too because I pried it from her hands instead of allowing her to destroy it. She'll make her siblings stop whatever they're doing to give it to her. She's hit my grandson in the head so hard, he's had to be taken to the emergency room. Question, I think it's better she hear the truth now, so alternate arrangements can be made for her housing and education, instead of her finding out at 17 or 18. I think that is more cruel to let her think that she has a share in the home, and tell her when she's starting her life that she doesn't. I tried to post an am I the jerk, but it wouldn't allow me to do so. I, male 50, have a daughter who's married, my sister-in-law has a child from his previous marriage, a girl who's 12. My daughter has two children with my sister-in-law. My daughter lives in a home that I gave her when she turned 18. My sister-in-law rented his home out to his mom and sister and moved in with my daughter. Extra income. My daughter's home is larger anyway. My sister- Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. ...in-law's daughter comes to visit on the weekend, and I'll be honest, I don't much like the kid because of her attitude. There's always some type of drama with her or her mom. It's keeping her happy constantly, or nobody is. This past weekend, I went over to my daughter's to return a weed eater I'd borrowed as mine broke, and I didn't have time to fix it. I ordered another one, but borrowed theirs in the meantime... My son-in-law's daughter was there when I dropped it off, and my daughter was cleaning. My daughter is a neat freak, but so was her mom and mom's mother. My son-in-law's daughter was on the sofa with her phone in her face, and my daughter asked her to please switch seats so she could vacuum the sofa. She didn't even have to leave the room, just literally moved to a chair. My step-granddaughter rolled her eyes and huffed before going back to her phone. Now, maybe I shouldn't have interjected myself into this, but my daughter was going to vacuum around her? and I got angry, very angry. I told my son-in-law's daughter to get up, that an adult had told her to do something and she needed to do it. I told her, when you're in my daughter's home, you'll do as you're told. The girl got an attitude and said it was her dad's house too because he married my daughter. Maybe this is where I should have stayed silent but didn't? I told her no, it actually wasn't, that all the paperwork stated my daughter was given the home by me and my son-in-law had signed a piece of paper saying he wanted no ownership rights to the home because he had his own. I told her in no circumstances would she even be an owner of this home and maybe I shouldn't have said what I did but again I was angry. I told her that my children would inherit the home and she wouldn't and that they'd also have a say to their dad's home. So, essentially, they didn't have to share with her, but she did with them. Cue a big argument. My daughter isn't angry with me, nor is my son-in-law, but the girl's mom is very angry because she feels her kids should be a part of the deed transfer to the home in the future. My mom said it's wrong of us to not be equal and that it's not right my daughter's kids get the bigger share. I told her, tough. The kid's mom demanded my daughter change the papers, and I told her I'm the only one who can do that. I told her mom I didn't really want her back in the home, but couldn't stop her from coming. 
but that she needs to understand she is a guest in the home, not a full-time tenant. I told my son-in-law, if you have any issues, then you can visit with her in the home you own, but she won't continue to disrespect mine or my daughter's. My son-in-law agreed. The girl's mom's family said I'm being hateful towards a child. Frankly, I don't think she is my son-in-law's. There have been requests for DNA and the mom's always had an excuse or reason not to do it. My son-in-law is suspicious as well. My son-in-law is talking about letting his mother buy his home and some additional property. So if he does that, then the girl will get even less. So somehow, even though it's turned around as some like disgusting and wrong thing to do, you're just being honest with this kid and telling them what to realistically expect as far as actual inheritance goes. I don't see anything that's out of line in what OP said. Also, yeah, not gonna lie, the kid does sound like a brat. This next story is, I, 25-year-old female, expected to do everything parents say. I come from a conservative Muslim household, but I sneak out to see friends, party, and everything else, since I'm not allowed to do so. In my community, it's very frowned upon to see a Muslim woman partying, hanging out with friends, and so much more. Basically, just living. And I'm just so tired. Especially because the men in my family are so chauvinistic, but they do whatever they want. After such a long time of not being caught, I finally was, by relatives, and I'm not sure how to proceed with the situation. They might tell relatives and they might not, but most probably they will. I already went through some of the BS women go through in this community for being a woman, but I don't think I can go through the BS I already went through again. If I don't do what my parents say, it's complete chaos. I'm tired of the lying, the threatening, with them cutting me off financially because I can't support myself and everything else in between. Would love some honest advice, and was it worth cutting toxic family members off? If you have toxic family members, I think it's almost always honestly worth cutting them off, unless they would be the kind of people that would snap and you find yourself being a candidate for appearing on some kind of forensic TV show someday. I mean, I just think life is too short to be dealing with the baggage of family members who try to drag you down under the pretense of, we're family, we know best or culture, or even sometimes honestly religion. I just think it's not worth being dragged down in your life, to be honest. I mean, what's the point if you can't live a little? Our next story is, am I the jerk for not going to my college grad with my family? I didn't even go to grad. I regretted being forced to enroll in a Christian uni, but I worked till the end because I didn't have much money or places to stay. I even failed two classes, but took extra over winter to get the credit points I needed. Somehow, without anyone finding out. There's a lot of terrible and corrupt things about that place that I never came home to tell anyone. I completed a Bachelor of Science at the end of 2022. I was so happy. I didn't need the hat and gown. I just wanted to pass and move on to the next stage of my life. I had a new partner, a good job, etc. Many of my friends weren't going to grad since it was expensive, and a whole lot of other personal reasons. It was March this year. At that time, my mother became a pharmacist enrolled in an interstate uni, it unfortunately took her six long years to complete a four-year degree. She had my younger siblings to take care of, who were young children, and to be honest, her uni wasn't great either. It was a regional college and had a lot of legal issues. She failed a lot of classes since she was so busy. I'm not sure why she decided to go back to college, but I know she worked hard too. Her grad was supposed to be interstate too, and she really wanted to go, but it clashed with my birthday and I was supposed to have a big 21st with friends and family. I've never had a birthday like that ever, and I said no pressure because we could work out her being at both, 
but she insisted to be there for the 21st. But that birthday party got postponed anyway by a month due to so many guests getting COVID. Despite the pressure, my parents weren't that excited once Yudin was done. My mom never said, maybe we can go to your grad and have a good time. She never told me. 2023, got into a new college for a grad diploma, new jobs and internships. Staying with my partner, things were better. Certificate came in the mail this week, and I was at my parents' house because it's close to my work. That house is still my legal address. If you don't go to grad, they mail it to you for free. I told my partner and we were both so happy. I left it on the table for my parents to see when they came home from work, hoping they would be so proud of me. I had work that night and we weren't going to be around together at dinner time, so I was looking forward to talking about it when I got home. Got home at 8pm and everyone except mum was sitting on the couch. I said hi and they turned the TV down. Dad coldly said, mum's really upset with you that you never said anything about graduation. She really wanted to go. I told them I had no idea that it meant so much to her. She already wanted me to have a degree done. And he said, she sacrificed six years of her life and sacrificed her own graduation for you. She wanted to go. Since that night, my whole week's been heck. Silent treatment. Dad saying on her behalf that my grandparents don't want anything to do with me. They wanted to go too. My younger siblings turned against me. I feel very lost and upset. Am I the jerk? Honestly, I think the dad's projecting here. I feel like he's the one that's upset about it. I think they're using your mom as a scapegoat. Either way though, if you graduate your program and you personally don't want to go to the graduation yourself, you can't be the jerk for not going. Some people might argue, oh well your parents supported you, maybe they helped pay for it. You owe it to them to let them celebrate with you, but I think it comes down to the person actually graduating. This next story is, I saved their son's life and they try to make me pay. For background information, here's the story. I'm 15 year old female and one of my closest friends is 19 year old female who we'll call C. C, her boyfriend, myself, Z, 23 year old male, were hanging out with Z's friend E, 23 year old male. Z was mad after a 14 year old girl called him a predator. He is and she had a reason for calling him that. Z and E went for a walk in a nearby forest and came back 20 minutes later with a random dead plant, which also happened to be one of the most toxic plants in our province. I've done a lot of extensive research on plants in our province, merely because it had interested me, and I knew that plant was a spotted water hemlock. I told him to put it down, and what did he do? He took a huge bite out of the stem. Luckily, because the plant was dead, it had lost some of its toxicity, but not enough for it to not be potentially fatal. I immediately called an ambulance for him and spent the whole night in the hospital for him while he got treatment. I spent the hours from 6pm to 11.30pm in the hospital with him, missing out on my job. I didn't leave the hospital for anything because Z wanted me to stay there. I've never particularly liked Z, partly because of his aggression and his predator tendencies didn't stop at that one 14 year old previously mentioned. This all happened a month and a half ago. Three days ago, I was hanging out with my friends C and Z again, and Z informed me his parents want me to pay for the ambulance. I told them blatantly I refused to pay for saving their son's life. Personally, I think he should pay. He's a 23 year old man for crying out loud, and I'm a 15 year old girl who had to save his life after he did something I told him not to. For what I currently know, his parents are still trying to get me to pay, and unless a court deems me liable to pay, I will continue to ignore their belligerence. I live in Canada for those who are wondering. 
I don't live with my parents and I pay for my own bills, minus food, thanks to my non-official caregiver. I have four jobs but don't work many hours because of what my jobs are. I have three cleaning jobs. Job one, I work two hours, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Job two is every Monday. Job three is every second Tuesday. And the last job is a restaurant job in which they call me in if it's a busy night. So I don't really want to judge OP too much, but it sounds like they have a really good grasp on things, but at the same time, not a great grasp on things. Because they're good enough to work four jobs at 15, but at the same time, they hang out with people who are in their 20s, including one they themselves identify as a known predator. I don't know if it's like just the only people that are close to OP in their neighborhood, but it kind of scares me a bit that they're hanging out with these people like that. It's just a weird age gap for a 15 year old, I feel like. I mean, all these other people should be in college. OP's barely a sophomore in high school. And Z, the idiot who ate a poisonous plant, in a lot of college programs, he'd already be done. Either way, OP's definitely not at fault here. OP saved their life. Our next story is, my mother demands expensive gifts for her birthday and Christmas. My mother demands expensive gifts for her birthday and Christmas. Every time the date approaches, she starts asking what she'll get and when the delivery will arrive. Unfortunately, when the gift isn't expensive enough, she'll throw a fit and make childish remarks such as, you haven't tried hard enough this time. With this and your last access status on WhatsApp being off, it feels as if I didn't have a son. I live abroad and my in-laws are coming over to visit. Other remarks from her include, You saved money on the gift this time because you want to spend them with your in-laws, right? Your in-laws get a concert and I only get flowers? I bet you're even going to pay for dinner for them. The flowers refer to her last gift. I once got her a nice bag a few years ago and she keeps expecting that. Last year I got a cheaper bag, 100 euros, and she complained about it. Knowing that she'll complain anyway and running out of ideas, I got her a nice bouquet this year. She's really darn crazy, entitled, and probably a narcissist. Or not? No, I agree with OP, she completely is. I will say it makes it very hard to spend money on an expensive gift when somebody continues acting that overly entitled to those expensive gifts. Our next story is, am I in the wrong here, or am I being gaslit? So my, female 43, mom, 62, has been an addict for the majority of my life. I used right along with her for 5 years, as did my brothers, male 40 now. One OD'd 10 years ago, and the other has spent the majority of his life in prison. I got sober 15 years ago and had my son shortly after. I had one rule for my mom. She could come and stay and spend time with her grandson, as long as there were no drugs. She came one night when my son was 4. He was so happy to see her. Keep in mind, I'm a recovering addict, so I know the signs of use. She was using my bathroom. She denies it to this day, but shortly after, she snuck out without even saying goodbye to either me or my son. That was 10 years ago, and I went pretty close to no contact. Over the winter this year, she called and asked why I don't talk to her and why I was so angry. I laid it all out, how her starting using led us all down the road to addiction, and how it's impacted my life and the lives of my brothers. We were all minors when we got high with her for the first time. I'm not saying it's her fault. I made choices, as did my brothers, but we were kids. She wasn't. That's some of the history. Now today, she's sick. Like, really, really sick. My entire maternal side of the family is on me about forgiveness and she's still your mom. But the way I see it, she's a grown butt adult and it's not up to me to take care of her. 
She's done so much damage in my life, both physically and mentally abusive to me when I was a kid. She literally beat me with a wire hanger and glass bottles so bad, I had to be taken to the hospital that in order to maintain not only my sobriety but my mental health, I cannot be around her. So am I the jerk here, or am I justified in telling my family to stop pushing this, or they risk losing me and my son as well? I just can't blame OP. I mean, they witnessed this firsthand all their life and witnessed some less than savory things that I'm sure they probably haven't even opened up to too well to a lot of family members. By that I'm referring to the wire hanger and glass bottles thing. When you express how you feel to your family members and they continue trying to guilt trip you, it's just not right. What do you guys think? Is it worth OP trying to explore reopening contact in this situation? But with that being said, That's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.